Welcome back to ADHD Money Talk, the show that helps dynamic but distracted ADHD brains take back control over their money in order to stress less, live a more enriching life, and open up new and amazing possibilities. And I am your humble and very ADHD host, Dave DeWitt. This is the fourth episode of our budgeting series, and last week we talked about expenses. We were bringing on our variable expenses, and we were analyzing where are we going wrong with our cash flow situation where are we spending too much money? Is it that we're house poor? We're spending way too much on rent for our house or are we spending too much money on food? Where are the places that we can pull back or need to make changes in order to make room to have a gap between our income and our expenses so that we can actually put money towards a goal and make continued financial progress in our life? Okay, so today we're talking about how to choose your first goal that you're going to accomplish through this whole budgeting exercise. As a reminder, guys, the spreadsheet for the budget, for the reverse budget, is in the show notes, and you you will also find a couple other resources in there this week for things that we are going to talk about today. ADHD and goals. It's a little different, I think, when you have ADHD. You need to be much more mindful with how you set your goals. I think it's important to write out the goal, and you also want to write out the purpose of the goal. Because like I really harp on a lot in this podcast, understanding why you're doing this goal is really important to increase uh, motivation, especially with us individuals who have uh, ADHD. But we need to figure out what is the right first goal. Because with finances, there could be a million different goals. We want to buy a house. We want to buy a boat. We want to you know, get out of debt. We want to save for retirement. Do we just start saving for retirement if that's our first, if that's the goal that we want? Or are there smaller goals that need to happen first before that? And this is very important. So we want to walk before we run here. So if you have a goal of buying a house, I mean, that's really great. But we want to assess your situation and see if before you, you, know, you buy a house, do you want to create a solid financial foundation in the appropriate way, in the textbook way that's going to make it so that when you buy the house, you also have the foundation, the rock solid foundation, the unshakable foundation beneath you so that should some crazy stuff happen in your life, you're not all of a sudden having to sell the house or having to make some crazy decisions. So that's why we want to really make a good first goal. And this is also going to help us with ADHD because it's going to just basically mean that we're going to be chunking. So if you have a big goal like that, we're definitely going to want to chunk down to a smaller goal. Or if you're someone who you don't really have like that big, you know, tangible goal, but you're just like in chaos right now, you have debt, you have no savings, whatever, and you just, you're in chaos and you want to get off the chaos and get a solid foundation so that you can feel more freedom, safety, security, that kind of thing, which is great. Then maybe, you know, you're definitely going to want to choose the right first goal as well. And it's still going to be chunking because you can't just buy those freedoms and security and safety. You have to still have a first goal. So the big picture here of what I'm trying to say is make sure you do attach the meaning to it. This is where I do think something like the financial order of operations comes in really, really handy because just like when you're doing uh, math and you have the uh, math order of operations, which is PEMDAS or please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, where you know you got to do the parentheses and then you do the exponents and then multiplication and division and then addition and subtraction, right? So that's, I hope that didn't like trigger anybody because you hate math so much, but, and when you're doing a math, you have to do it in the same order. You know, if you're making the, the decision, okay, I'm going to improve my financial situation, what should I do? There is like a financial order of operations 
um, that can be applied to that. So you can assess where you are and say, okay, what step am I at? Have I accomplished any of the previous steps and what step should I go to now? So this will make it easy for anyone who's more in the beginning side of this and needing to figure out what their first goal should be. So I did link the page from the ebook that I wrote um, that has this order of operations in the show notes. But here are the order of operations and there are a few different variations of this, but I think this one is fine. This one's good to go with. And the first few I think are very important. Okay, so step one, in the order of financial operations is to have at least a one month of your expenses um, emergency fund. So before you touch debt or anything like that, saving up a little bit of savings so you have at least one month of expenses, even if it's just $1,000, just having a buffer between chaos and sanity is really important and is going to help really launch you on the right direction. And then when you have any small setbacks, it won't be a wrench that is thrown in that puts you back to a place where it's going to take you another two years before you even want to address this again because you're like, I failed. I can't do this. No. So if you have that emergency reserve first as your first goal, if you don't have that, that's what you got to do. Absolutely. It's non-negotiable. Okay. You have to have some cash laying around for when emergencies happen before you even touch the high interest debt. And then before even you do touch the high interest debt, if you work for a company that gives you a free employer match, like you have the 401k and they give you free money, even before you touch the high interest debt, unless your high interest debt is so burdensome that you cannot afford to put any, like it's keeping things so tight that it's just completely miserable. If it's not you, then you want to do step number two, which is get the 401k employer match. because That's free money. Okay. Free money. That's going to invest and grow over the long haul. Okay. Step number three, so if you already have, you know, at least enough cash to to have the the one month emergency reserve or just $1000, whatever you decide has to be enough to make you feel a little bit safer and a little bit more secure. If you already have that, then you do the employer match. Okay? If you already have the employer match and enough cash to keep you sane, then you're going to want to use the savings from your budget to start knocking off high interest debt. I put a link in the show notes to a snowball debt payoff calculator. ADHDmoneytalk.com slash six is the episode on getting out of debt. And I go over the snowball method at length uh, to make it very clear to you why it's good, why it helps, and how to approach which debt to pay off first when your first goal is reducing your high interest debt. Also, if you listen to episode number four, why ADHDers should have a life happens slash emergency fund, That'll help inspire you to really understand why you need to have that at least initial emergency reserve, okay? Sounds good. So if you have the initial reserve, you have the employer match, you pay off the high interest debt. Once you pay off the high interest debt, we're going to move to building, you're going to love this, three to six month expenses emergency fund. So this is basically, you're going to calculate what is three to six months um, you choose, you know, either three, four, five, or six. The way I'll think about this is if I have a spouse, we both make good money, we both have secure jobs, we maybe only need three months. If I'm single and my job is really secure, maybe I need four or five months. If I'm single and my job is not as stable as I would like it to be, you definitely want to go up to six or more. So you kind of just want to make the decision based on that. And again, I go into length on that in the Life Happens Emergency Fund episode number four, ADHDmoneytalk.com slash four, and I'll put these in the show notes as well. 
Once the budget that we've created together here has powered all of these goals, you move on to the next goal, which is going to be step five, which is starting to invest. And I don't really want to go too far more because my gut is that a lot of the people listening are going to be still needing to do one of these four steps. You don't want to skip to investing until you do this. Step five could also be if a house is absolutely a priority, it could then be saving for the down payment for the house. So once you get past step four, which I believe step one through four is like non-negotiable, and then step five, it could be depending on your situation. And I'm not giving any advice here at all because I need to, well, I would have to see your situation to see okay, what makes the most sense for you. But this is just general education to help you sort of on your journey. Step five is either investing, maxing out like a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, or if you can't do either of those because you're phased out, then you can increase your 401k contribution. But we're not going to go any farther than that. You can look on the image if you want to see what comes after all of that. So for most of you, my hunch is that your goal is going to be one of those first four things. So looking at the spreadsheet, remember, we've brought on the actual spending. So we see, you know, the really scary, like, this is what we've been doing. Wow, we're in the red, or we're, we're barely breaking even, or we're barely being able to save anything at all. Okay, you've done that. And then you've made the adjustments. You said, okay, I can cut this out. I can cancel this. I can do this. I can, I don't need this anymore. You know, I don't really need this. I can clean my own house. Okay, that's another one that I see a lot. You know, you, you have your cleaner and you think it's the best thing ever. It gives you such peace of mind. Fine. If you can find other things to cut, keep the cleaner. Otherwise, Get rid of the cleaner for six to uh, 12 months because what is more important, the clean house or having the financial security to be able to have the peace of mind, provide for your family, provide for yourself. You know, if you have the financial foundation in place that's keeping you less stressed out, less anxiety as just the first, very first thing, because that alone is going to help you feel more motivated to clean your house because you're not going to be depressed or worried about things as much. You're going to feel better and you'll probably be more happy to clean your own house. So Keep all this kind of stuff in mind. Another thing to look at if you want motivation is look, or if you just want to, you know, learn some more, is look at the Maslow hierarchy of needs and where do you fall on that? Are you really truly fulfilling the basic needs that you need? And then you move up the ladder from there. But that's not really what we're talking about. So let's just not talk about that right now. So yes, we're on the spreadsheet. You've made the cuts, cancel the subscriptions. You're going to stop doing, uh, you know, shopping at Whole Foods. You're going to go to the regular supermarket or even go to Aldi or Lidl. I've talked about Lidl a lot. If you have a Lidl near you, check it out. Um, and you've made these cuts on the spreadsheet. So you had a separate copy of the spreadsheet and now you've made the cuts. And now all of a sudden, you know, uh, let's see, it's cell B10. You have $600 of savings after these cuts every single month. What are you going to do with those savings? And that's where you decide which goal. And we just talked about which goal. So don't skip steps. Do the goal that needs to happen. And, and you're basically going to make it so that Every single month, and we're going to talk about setting this up next week, but every single month, the money that needs to go towards the goal is going to that goal as automated as possible. If it's $500, you can go over and say, okay, my first goal, because I, I have $2,000 saved in the bank, and that's, you know, that's enough so that if anything emergency happens, you know, for most emergencies, you know, I'll be, I'll be okay, I'll be okay. I'm going to start tackling this, this high-interest credit. I have four high-interest credit cards, you know, I have... $15,000 altogether on them. I'm going to start tackling them. So you, what you would do is you would put on that $500 on the spreadsheet. You'll see below the cell B10, there it says remaining to allocate. So that means you're allocating the savings amongst goals. While on the spreadsheet, there's the ability to have multiple goals. I really do encourage you again to 
just do one goal at first. If this is your first rodeo trying to uh, reach a financial goal, put it all towards the one goal that makes the most sense. In fact, you really should only be ever using the one goal until you get past step four, right? Because that's the priority. Once you're past step four, then you can say, okay, I'm going to put, you know, if I have $1,000 or $500, I'm going to put 250 towards my down payment for my house and 250 towards investing. So like, that's when you can split up. But until you have step one through four done, where you have the three to six month emergency fund, you're going to want to do one goal at a time in that order. And that makes it very clear. So you don't need to, there's no thinking. You just, you just choose the one that, that makes sense for you where you are in your situation. So you'll put that $500, the way I have the spreadsheet up right now, it would be sell G8, 500, and that will make remain to allocate go to zero. And then the little pie chart will pop up and it'll show you that in this case, it's all purple because it's all going to debt payoff and you're going to use the snowball method. So you're going to want to click on the link in the show notes, or you can do this, you can map it out yourself on pen and paper, but you're going to want to figure out which debt method you're going to use. I just recommend Snowball because through all the times I've explored whether to use Avalanche or Snowball, the interest savings is usually fairly small. And for us ADHDers, we want to get rolling, right? So we want to we want to knock off that smallest balance first, get the wind under our belt, and get the motivation to keep going. If you have five credit cards and two of them are your your two lowest interest ones are four hundred and eight hundred dollar balances, and then you have the highest interest one, which is like a $25,000 balance, for instance, and you start with the $25,000 one, it's going to take you a very long time to get that first win, like this debt's gone. After a couple months, you'll be knocking off those two small ones and be feeling really good and being on a roll. So listen to the podcast episode on debt. Click the, the, the link in the show notes to check out the debt payoff one. Again, I can't stress this enough. Your first goal should be achievable. You want to make sure if it's like, I want to buy a house, you have to chunk it down and say, okay, where am I on this order of operations? Choose that first goal and then move up the ladder one by one. That way you're going to build a solid foundation. It's going to be achievable, but keep the meaning attached to it. The bigger picture, whether it's more qualitative things, like I want to feel secure. I want freedom. I want to be able to provide for my kids. I want my kids to be proud of me. I want I don't want to be a burden to my kids when I'm old. I want to have enough money so that I can gift money to them and they don't have to be giving money to me when I'm older. These kinds of things, you want to make sure whatever makes you tick, you got to figure out what makes you tick. What is the thing? Maybe you just want a lot of money. That's fine. There's no there's no shame in wanting to have a lot of money. If you just want to have a lot of money so you can just do whatever you want, go on a vacation whenever you want, make that your goal. But you just want to make sure there's meaning. Whatever makes you tick needs to be attached to this whole process. There you go. I hope this was helpful. Next week, we're going to talk about setting up the automation so that this is happening on its own so that you can then put the budget into motion and you can start hitting your goals, reaching your goals, living within your means, feeling great about your money and having boundaries set up so that it's not so easy to break. That's it for this episode. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week for the last episode. Please leave a review on the podcast, whatever, and do the things that make me happy and we'll all be good. All right. See you guys next week.